and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to the preview where we look at what is ahead in film and television for the upcoming month. I am Marissa Cantor and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hello. Hello. It is December. It is almost December. But yeah, we'll be talking about December 2022. It will be December by the time this is up, so it's December. You're right. You're it's so right. December. It's December. <laughs> Shatter the gonna, illusion. I'm just going to step out of November for a second and, and put myself into December. Yeah. Chris. Oh my God. It's it's Mariah season. Mariah. <laughs> it is. Exactly. And I was expecting a more Christmas themed theme song, Sam. I know. I apologize. It's been a crazy month. We've been um, in Massachusetts at Marissa's parents' house for... Well, I guess a little over two weeks. Well, no, a not week. a week and a half. Yeah. A week and a half. So um, unfortunately, I haven't had time to to record anything Christmassy. And uh, I think now the moment's passed. Missed opportunity. That's all I'll say. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, but we were, yeah, we were here for Thanksgiving. Everybody got sick, so we did nothing. Like COVID sick? We didn't get sick. We did not. No, I, that's Relax. true. We did not get sick. Uh, but you know, we were supposed to go to your aunt's house and there was a COVID incident. And then we were supposed to go to my grandmother's house and she said she had a non COVID illness and didn't want us to come. Lots of derailed plans. Real glad we made this trip so all the really way over just here. <laughs> bored and cold. Yeah. <laughs> what if they didn't have COVID and that's just your excuse because they didn't want to see you? Did you think of that? I'm sure Marissa did. <laughs> No like, how does somebody say, I have a non-COVID-related illness, but don't come over? That's true. And she was, like, very descriptive about her symptoms, too. Like, way, it was way TMI. too much information about her symptoms. It's, it's, now that you're saying this, it does seem a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's true, because that's what they say, right? Like, when you have a cover story and you give too many details, that's how you know that it's fake. It's molish behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's mole behavior. <laughs> Yes. Um, Jermaine, how was your Thanksgiving? I'm not a big, not American, so I don't really celebrate Thanksgiving, and I don't. My husband goes to Connecticut to be with his family, and I used to do that. But, you know, it's very white, the food. Yes. And turkey is just like just the blandest thing I've ever tasted. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to stop doing that. I don't need to do that so i stay in brooklyn and i go to my sisters and we make like jamaican food like there's like a bunch of comfort food mm -hmm. so i do that and i go and at promptly at seven o'clock i announce i have to leave and i leave <laughs> and i go home by my and just be in the apartment by myself um so yeah that sounds lovely, honestly. Yeah. It is it it was a great weekend. I got a lot of things done. I also bought a new TV. I was telling Sam about this. I bought a fifty inch frame Samsung television because everybody was making fun of the size of my TV at a thirty two inch TV and everybody said it was too small and they made fun of me. <laughs> and I've always wanted the frame since I saw 
Hillary Duff's Arc Digest tour, and she had <laughs> Jermaine. Brain. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just bring it back to the, the the person who started this podcast in its original form. Yeah. Hillary Duff had uh, has a frame TV in her house, and it was the first time I saw it when she did the Arc Digest tour. I'm like, I want that TV. And I bought one, and mine is pretty useless because the whole point of the frame is that you put it on the wall, and it looks like art. Mine is on a TV stand, so it looks like a TV. So <laughs> so do you plan on ever mounting it to the wall, or no? Okay, I don't like TVs on the wall, which is one of the big reasons why I did not have a bigger TV to begin with, because I feel like big TVs you put it on the wall and I don't like that. I don't like TVs on walls. I like it on a TV stand. I like books on my TV stand. I, I, so no, it will stay on a TV stand and it will do all the frame things while looking like a good old fashioned TV. <laughs> um, do you choose the artwork that will appear on the frame or does it come with like preset pictures? It comes with preset pictures. Then it, you have the option of like buying pictures. I'm not, I'm not buying a picture. I'm not gonna like <laughs> fucking buy. Join the Samsung store to like buy fucking pictures. I'm not doing that. But you can add your own photos from your own, like your phone or whatever. So my, my photo is the picture of me and my husband when we got married. I hope that both you and Hillary Duff are getting crazy sponsorship money for flagging the frame i'm telling you it it was it's a decent investment well very very nice um what what was the first thing that you watched on your new tv what was the first thing i watched on the frame probably the bold and the beautiful My guess was going to be Grays, but it's a close second. No, Grays is de- first of all. Don't let's not talk about Grays. I'm so heartbroken because Ellen Pompey announced that she's leaving the show, and I'm like, to do what? <laughs> and how is the show just expected to go on without her? How can you Grays Anatomy without Gray? Which is why we should have never killed Lexi. And I keep saying that, but. She's leaving. She's still going to do the narration for the show, the voiceover. I'm like, just go. Goodbye. Just go. <laughs> just go. But yeah, I think the first thing I watched was The Bold and Beautiful. Yeah, it, it's good. I, I'm seeing TV in a whole different light now. Everything is just so big. <laughs> yeah. 32. I mean, we also, uh, this Black Friday, are upgrading um, our 32 inch TV that we had in the bedroom to a larger TV. But we didn't go so fancy as the frame. We just found, you know, well, it seemed like a good deal at, at Best Buy. Um, well, yeah. So now that Thanksgiving is over, December. I mean, I was yeah. looking through December and I felt like there's a lot of movies and not a lot of TV shows. Yeah, that checks out. I mean, everything, most things go on hiatus and December isn't really the time to premiere your blockbuster TV content. Yeah. So, Building this list out was a stretch. Well, again, I also did the thing where I was only looking at new shows. If I was looking at returning shows, you know, I feel like there were a couple of returning shows yeah, that I'm, I'm excited I'm, about. I'm plugging returning shows. Is one of your returning shows Emily in Paris? Of course. Oh, my God. Okay. But don't. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. We'll sorry. get there. Did you watch The Real Girlfriends in Paris? No. 
You should watch The Real Girlfriends in Paris. It's Marissa's Bravo. not a big Bravo viewer, so I think she's unaware of what The Real Girlfriends in Paris even is. It's Emily in Paris, but with Real Girlfriends in Paris, and one of them <laughs> is actually named Emily. There is an actual Emily in Paris, is what you're saying. <laughs> There's an actual Emily in Paris. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, first, before we dive into the December content... As it is the end of the year, it is list season, it is best of time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that we could, you know, contribute to that narrative by looking back on all of the content we consumed in the year 2022. If I and- was prepared, I didn't realize we were doing this right at the beginning, but you're almost like, it sounds like I should be playing some like in memoriam music right now. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're introducing sure. this concept. <laughs> I mean, you could add it in post. Maybe I will. (laughs) I thought that we could start off by naming our favorite movie and television show that we watched this year. Okay. Are we starting starting with what? Starting with movies. Starting with movies? I think we're going to have the same movie. I'll, I'll go first. For me, it's not really close. It's everything everywhere all at once. That was my favorite movie of the year. It was so fun. I just thought Michelle Yeoh was great. And you know what? I think she should win an Oscar. And that's it. That was my favorite movie this year. Yeah, that was my favorite movie too. There are only a select few movies that I will see in the theater more than once. And that was one of them. And you know what? It was just as great the second time. It was good. It was a little bit long the second time. But you know what? That's okay. I still have not seen that movie. Wow. Okay. You are missing out. You should see it. I will see it. All right, Jermaine, what was your favorite movie of the year? My favorite movie of the year is the dumbest thing, but it's the movie that brought me a lot of joy, and it really, truly was Chippendale's Rescue Ranger. <laughs> like, I just watched that movie, and I think about it, and there was like a Sonic trailer the other day that I saw, and it, oh, the only thing I thought of was Ugly Sonic <laughs> from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It just like brought me such joy, such nostalgia. You know, a lot of movies I have forgotten about. A lot of them weren't so great. I felt like there was a lot of horror movies this year. A lot of horror movies this year. And that might just be recency bias. Because <laughs> I feel like the back half of the year has been like very like horror movie heavy. I feel like I did this like this year has been one of those years where I, I look back at like what came out in January and I was like, that was this year. Yeah. <laughs> what long came year. out in January? It feels like it's been a long year. Yeah, that is true. Can I give an honorable mention since we had the same movie? Sure. Can I add a third movie into the mix? All right, fine. Yeah. I think my favorite streaming movie of the year was Do Revenge on Netflix. I don't think you watched that with me, but it was really fun. It's the Camilla Mendez, Maya Hawk. Oh, that's a new, that's a recent one. Yeah. Okay. It was great. Did you watch that one, Jermaine? No, I almost did this weekend, but I didn't get to it. It's your it's your Riverdale girl. You have to you have to show <laughs> I, up for I, I, her. I, 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 Riverdale is not. Riverdale is just so bad. We don't have to get into Riverdale. <laughs> no, again. But here's the thing, you know, one of the TV shows you all had on our list last for November was Wednesday, and yep. I watch Wednesday on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, this is what Riverdale thinks they're doing this is what we're real <laughs> thinks they're trying to achieve and they aren't i've enjoyed what i mean we're like what three episodes into wednesday i think it's yeah. been fun that show like 
kind of cracks me up. I think it's really funny. I watched the entire thing. Um, I, I did great in November. And I <laughs> won't spoil it for you, but I have I have issues with Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. Okay. Well, did you were you like aware of that? Did it like kind of grow did that opinion kind of like develop over the course of the show or was it something that you Yeah. Okay. It it's it's it up it up over the course of the show, but the the real issue is you have to as a writer, you have to give the characters some layers because it just can't be the same monotone all the time. But some of the choices they made, I was like, that's not Wednesday. That mm-hmm. is not a good choice, particularly the way she runs. That's not how Wednesday run. <laughs> like, that's not how she runs, you know? And you will see when you get to the school dance, I'm like, yeah, she would never do that, but okay. I would say, though, like a choice like that doesn't feel like her. That feels more like Tim Burton, like how she how she's running. (laughs) I feel uh, at times it felt like it was Jenna Ortega on screen and not the character of Wednesday. But overall, I enjoyed the show. I've not binged a show and I actually binged it. I sat one sit in, got it out. I've not done that in a very long time. And it was real. It was real. I really did enjoy it. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I feel like we did a pretty good job in November as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're getting off topic. Uh, okay, We're sorry. Getting bring off it topic. back. Bring it back. Bring right, it back. Bring it back. TV. Best TV. of TV. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. What you got? I have two because I'm bad at following the rules. You made the what? and I made the rules, <laughs> but I have my favorite new show and my favorite like returning show. Okay. Um, my favorite new show. I am going with. The Bear. That was that was a good choice. Yeah, I was between The Bear and the show that I think I'm ultimately going to go with. But The Bear was very fun. Yes, Chef. The Bear was I a say fun, yes, Chef. A fun, <laughs> fun show. I don't think I ne- I don't think I ever need to see a season two of that show. Though. That's my take on it. I don't ever need to see these people ever again. <laughs> I felt it was like a good, concise show. I thought that the way I thought the cinematography of it and the way that they filmed the cooking scenes yeah. was just like yeah, it felt so claustrophobic. So good, yeah. yeah. And his uh, his monologue at the end is what's gonna you know get him an Emmy nom for sure, for sure. And it's just nice to see Lip from Shameless really coming into his own. So and what, what was your other choice? No, what was your other choice? What was, yeah, what was my your other second choice? choice? Yeah. Um, well. It has to be, I have to shout out one of my all-time favorite shows, um, Trying on Apple TV+. Plus. It was back for its third season, and it was a perfect season. I Every episode made me laugh and cry multiple <laughs> times. I love that show so much. I just can't not force everyone to watch it. And that is me. See, I kept it short and snappy. You did. You kept to. it short and snappy with your two choices <laughs> that was supposed to only be one choice. All right. <laughs> Jermaine, what was your favorite show this year? House of the Dragon. It, <laughs> it really... <laughs> oh, my God. I think Marissa's it... eyes just, like, disappeared into her head oh for a second. Right? <laughs> um, listen, it brought so much excitement back to Sunday Night TV watching, and I miss it. You're going to be missing it, it for a was... while. <laughs> I'm going to be missing it for two years, um, but it 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 was good, and I might rewatch it on this bigger screen TV that I bought because I 
I don't think I fully understand how big the dragons were on my old TV. So I might rewatch it. But like House of the Dragon was really good. I miss it. I feel like there's a void in Sunday nights. You know, White Lotus wasn't doing it for me until last night. Something very... Until last (laughs) night. Until like the final 30 seconds of last (laughs) night. Did you watch it? Yes. Yes. My mouth dropped because I I had to like rewind it and I had to like, okay, that's his nephew. It was a very Game of Thrones moment. Yeah. (laughs) So it, you know, but my favorite, like House of the Dragon is is it for me. That's a good choice too. I feel like having watched it on a bigger TV, I still don't get a sense of how big the dragons are because it's so inconsistent. (laughs) Like I felt like one dragon was tiny. One dragon was enormous. I don't know how big a dragon is supposed to be. My favorite show also is from HBO. I know what you're going to say. It's got to be The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder. Never has a show completely, well, I won't say never, but like it's been a very long time since a show has like blown my mind to the extent <laughs> <laughs> that Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal just totally blew my mind from like the... You know, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then he's like, I'm going to be part of the experiment. And I was like, what? (laughs) What is happening? And it just got so like off the rails. I don't know what is real and what is not real. And even still, I don't know what is real and not real. But I think that's what makes it great. Angela is real. I want to believe that Angela (laughs) is real. (laughs) Yeah, that was my favorite show this year. The fact that he like fucked up a kid is real. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so dark and twisted. It's, it's fascin- something that happens. I, you know, I talked about that show in therapy. I told I told my therapist <laughs> to watch that show <laughs> like from a psychological standpoint. What? <laughs> it's fascinating. And did she watch it? I don't know. I didn't follow <laughs> up. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're not you're not in therapy to just chat about TV with your therapist. I talk about to you with my therapist <laughs> all the time in politics. Sometimes I do real the conversation <laughs> and she's like, okay, can we go back to, I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it has been a year, hasn't it? It has been a, a full year. A full year with so much to watch and not enough time. Mm-hmm. But we just keep on keeping on. Is there anything about November that we want to touch on quickly or are we ready to roll into December? Um, I could touch upon a few things really quickly, just like very top line. I mean, Welcome to Chippendales just started, but I've enjoyed the first couple episodes. Same. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, as we talked about last time, I was unfamiliar with the with the history going in, but it's been a crazy couple (laughs) eventful couple episodes so far. So yeah, that's been fun. The menu was a really great movie. It, it was, was, you know, probably it's definitely top five this year. I think um, it was absolutely bizarre. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I enjoyed. You fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was too weird. It was pretty weird. Uh, Black Panther. I'd say it's probably behind Spider Man for like best movie of this phase. But it was definitely uh, like a upper tier movie. Really for phase emotional. Four, but it was too long. I've not seen it. Not ready yet. The ending made me gasp. <laughs> what else do I have? Falling for Christmas made you fall asleep. But Falling Lindsay, for Christmas <laughs> did Lindsay make me Lohan fall asleep. is back. Ter- terrible movie. 
I watched that one. That was like terrible. <laughs> terrible, but also what I expected. Exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I respect that. Sex Lives of College Girls. I thought the first episode was a little slow. It took a little bit to get back into it. But now that it's picked up, I'm, I'm enjoying this second season. And I also watched Save Our Squad with David Beckham. And you know what? It was David Beckham doing David Beckham things. That's, uh, those are my thoughts from November. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, Disenchanted, sadly, didn't need to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I about enjoyed this. it. I enjoyed it. The Weirdly, songs weren't as know. good. The, th- the songs weren't as good, but the twist of her becoming an evil stepmother was quite interesting and just, like, took it mm-hmm. elsewhere. The songs weren't as good, like, Adina Menzel just like, okay, you can sing. We get it. Okay. <laughs> but it was enjoyable-ish. Not enough James Marsden. Not enough. Never enough. <laughs> yeah. And I also really enjoyed, um, I guess not also because I didn't enjoy this Disenchanted as much as I wanted to, but Selena Gomez, her documentary, really good. I, I stand. My mind's in me. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I'm- I might watch that. Fleischman is in trouble is very interesting, but also it is very weird to see Jesse Eisenberg as like a sexual human being who is also <laughs> a father. Like he has so much sex, but it's just like it's 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 in, I'm I'm into it, but it also reminds me a bit of like Desperate Housewives with the voiceover. Oh. Mm. I haven't had a chance to dive in. Yeah, yet, we'll check that out when we're list. home. The fact that he's old enough to have children, children, the age of his children in that show is still disturbing to me. But is I it still like Mark Zuckerberg in your mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So December, it is the holiday season. So I have a feeling that our movies must skew a certain way. I wouldn't say mine skew a certain way, but there, are, but there is a Christmas movie on my list. Do you want to start? Oh, you want to start with movies? Okay, movies I thought was definitely the harder category because I felt like there was so much stuff. But for me, I'm most excited for The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink. Apparently, Brendan Fraser is very, very good in this movie. He looks like a completely different person. The, the logline is pretty simple. A reclusive English teacher who is attempting, attempting to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. And I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out on the 9th. And uh, it's directed by Aronofsky. So there's that. What is that on? Is it a theatrical? It is a theatrical, yeah. Yeah, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival. That's the thing. It's like a lot of these movies we're going to need to watch because we're in, we're, Oscar season is starting. Oscar season is starting. Oscar season, yeah. So you think this one will be a contender? I don't know if the movie itself will be a contender, but I think Brendan Fraser will be a contender. Yeah, he's going to, he's probably going to win Best Actor. Wow. Yeah, he probably will. Good thing we have AMC Stubbs, (laughs) A-list. Good thing. Good thing. Should we try MoviePass again? (laughs) MoviePass Didn't they already collapse? Did they already collapse again? I haven't been following. I thought so. I got the the email that they were back, and then I didn't really follow up. Well, I'm going to pivot in a completely different direction. Okay. Because... Your first pick is very like highbrow and potentially award worthy. And my first pick most certainly is not. Okay. 
I am going to go with the Hallmark original movie, Hanukkah on Rye. Okay. And like, hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that I am plugging a Hallmark movie when they have done me so dirty in the past is shocking, right? Because they're like, oh, we're going to have Hanukkah movies now. But actually... It's going to be a movie about like a Jewish character learning the true meaning of Christmas, which is not a Hanukkah movie. What? But, but this movie has potential. And here's why it is starring Yale Grobgloss, who played Petra on Jane the Virgin, love her, and Jeremy Jordan. They're both Jewish. Great sign. The writer of the screenplay, Julie Sherman Wolf, also Jewish. Good sign. There is no air of, like, Christianity in the premise. Good sign. No Candace Cameron? No. Very good sign. Uh, Candace Cameron is don't, out. Don't, don't even get don't me started. Get don't even, started. Don't even. Candace Cameron for Right. Okay? <laughs> but anyways, the, the premise of this one is a matchmaker connects Yale Groblas and Jeremy Jordan but oh no, they own competing delis and <laughs> get in their way of love. And you know wow. what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust this in the hands of a goyim, but it's a Jewish screenwriter. Okay. So I'll let it be competing delis and I will watch it is and it, I will support. Is it like a New York City setting? Probably. No. We're, competing New York. Wait. Really? They don't set Hallmark movies in New York City. I don't know. Where else would there be competing delis? Yeah, where else are there competing Jewish delis? I don't know. There's not a trailer for it yet, so I couldn't watch a trailer. But it's a Hallmark movie. It's probably set in some nowhere, no name town. (laughs) That's a that's a whole point of the Hallmark movies. (laughs) But yeah, Jewish writer, Jewish leads. I'm down. Please, 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 don't disappoint me. Hanukkah on Rye. It's a good choice. Good choice. You don't think this will win awards? <laughs> <laughs> will it win best Hanukkah movie in my heart? <laughs> to be determined. It's called the best Hanukkah movie belongs to. Oh my God. What's the name of that Disney Channel original movie where they were like playing basketball? I'll oh. find it. I'll tell you. Oh. It was with, it was with like Alex D. Links who did yes. Home Alone 3. That's the best Hanukkah movie. But I digress. Hold on. I'm fi- I know exactly. <laughs> Full Court Miracle. Full Court Miracle. It's a throwback. We should watch that for the podcast. <laughs> okay. It has basketball. It has Hanukkah. <laughs> what more could you want? I, I, I don't know what else I can. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. You're so right. Jermaine, what's at the top of your list for December? So from Hanukkah to Christmas, the top of my list is Violet Night. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> oh my god David Harbour uh, played uh, Santa Claus who like has to like stop a group of mercenaries from like robbing a wealthy family and he's like killing people and stabbing them in the neck with candy canes and you know it is very like a black comedy take on Christmas and it's like very raunchy and like very inappropriate and it looked fun and I think Christmas should be fun. And what is more fun than Santa Claus murdering people? I love that this is the turn that David Harbour took personally. 
Like, I mean, it's not a stretch. Like, this is who he is. <laughs> this is who he pretty much plays. This is who he's been every- Yeah. <laughs> a murderous Santa. I mean, I would say, yeah, like, his Stranger Things character, it's, like, not that much different. I didn't watch than, like, a violent Things. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this, he's the hero. He's not the villain. He's the... He's a hero in this. He's still Santa Claus is still good, and all the bad guys are apparently on his naughty list. So his character in Stranger Things walked so that Santa could run, so that Santa could slay. So that Santa could, uh-huh. Santa could slay. <laughs> the next movie that I had on my list was actually I had this pretty high. It was spoiler alert with Jim Parsons and Ben Aldridge. I don't know why because I don't really tend to like you know movies that are all about a person dying there were some like major walk to remember vibes but (laughs) that movie all would made almost made my list and i was like well nah i i I might be the only person who was never sad watching a walk to remember you knew she was gonna die well yeah you you know know what jermaine i didn't (laughs) (laughs) he went into the relationship knowing she was going to die so when she died i was like i don't feel sorry for you <laughs> but he loved her so much, Jermaine. Okay, well, this is basically the same movie, but gay. Um, and what I think intrigues me most about it is just like Jim Parsons not being Sheldon Cooper. He already wasn't Sheldon Cooper in oh my god, what was that Netflix show? The like old Holly. Oh, it was yeah. like old Hollywood. Hollywood. It was Hollywood. Was it, called it, was Hollywood. Hollywood. it was Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. yeah. I already saw him not be Sheldon Cooper. Okay, but this feels like a different, you know, <laughs> different. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fifty now fifty on whether or not to count sad? anything Ryan Murphy. You want to see Jim Parsons <laughs> sad? Sure. Yeah. Why are you giving me a face, weirdo? What? <laughs> Listen, I love Sheldon Cooper. When HBO Max launched, the first thing I did was rewatch The Big Bang Theory. I love The Big Bang Theory. Do you? watch young sheldon no i don't need to watch young sheldon see my mom thinks that she needs to watch young sheldon but she did not watch the big bang theory no, I, no, no thank you. <laughs> well that's a that movie seems like a real downer and I, it will make me cry and... was it on your wait so it was not on your list no i mean like i'll see it but wow there's been like no overlap on our list so far this is crazy yeah, well, I think there there will be with my next pick because it's the movie that you introduced. You were like, you have to watch this trailer. Okay. And it's the Christmas movie called Your Christmas or Mine starring Asa Butterfield from Sex Education. Yeah, that movie looks like a fun twist on a Christmas movie. Yeah, that was on my list too. It also stars Alex Jennings, who is in The Crown. He plays David. Yeah, I thought this movie seemed fun. Harriet Walter is in it. Big name. Big name, yeah. Yeah, the premise of this movie is that a young couple, they're probably like in university, right? They're going home for Christmas and they say goodbye to each other at the train station and then they each end up getting off their trains and switching trains to like surprise the other person, but then they just end up going to the other significant other's family and spending Christmas with their family, but not with them. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and neither neither one of them has met the other's family at this point. So this is like first intro 
then they get snowed in. And I think somehow, somewhere, they learn the true meaning of Christmas. Um, but also interesting about this movie is that it is directed by, what's his name? Uh, Jim O'Hanlon. Jim O'Hanlon. Yeah. Who directed a bunch of episodes of the aforementioned favorite TV show of mine, Trying. So, point for this movie. And that's going to be on Amazon. So, there you go. You don't need to go to the theater to watch it. What else? Yeah, Jermaine, where are we going next? Uh, we're going back 13 years. A sequel 13 years in the making. Yes. To the point where I don't even <laughs> remember what the original movie was about. It was Pocahontas. And <laughs> it, <laughs> these white men are dangerous. Yeah. These white men are dangerous. That was what it's, that's what it's and about. And I'm not going to talk about Avatar The Way of Water, and I'm not going to rewatch Avatar, to be quite honest, because I didn't think the original was that good. But 13 years in the making, and I watched the trailer again today for The Way of Water, and I'm like, what is this movie about? Like, the trailer gives you nothing. They have children now, Zoe Zaldana, um, and I forget, what's his Sam Worthington? Also, shout out to Zoe Saldana for being in the two highest grossing movies ever, Avatar and Avengers Endgame. So she's killing it. But I'm just like... Let's see it, Avatar. Let's, let, let's see why it took so long. I had that on my list as well. Um, I feel like every time I go into a theater now, it's <laughs> I've seen the same trailer so probably like 10 times. times. It's the same trailer and nothing new has been added. Nothing new has been added. I, and I don't even, it's not even telling me anything about what this movie is actually about. You don't need to exactly. know what it's about. It's all about the vibes. <laughs> I didn't even get through the first Avatar movie. I don't think I've ever seen Avatar all the way through. It was too long. Put me to sleep. Okay, well, that, Very <laughs> long movie. you didn't even try. You know, I did try and I fell asleep. But yeah, I'm excited for that movie too. 13 years ago, it was like, oh, this is like cutting edge technology. And now I feel like yes. that technology is dated. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know. And also, I feel like when you saw the original, you like had to see it. It was like, you have to see it in 3D. It's so cool. I don't feel the need to really ever see a movie in 3D again. So... That was a moment in time. Yeah, it was a really specific moment. <laughs> that was a everyone, moment in time. Yeah, everyone's like, you need to see this movie in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> IMAX 3D. 3D surround sound. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. Stop like, this. I, I can't remember. I don't remember. Was it a Twilight movie that I saw? I want to say it's a final Twilight movie. Was it in 3D? I don't remember what, what it was. But not only was it in 3D, the entire thing was like surround sound and like the 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 image would like pop out in front of you i'm like what the fuck is this like why is the why is this like in my way like people like try to touch it like it's not real oh god all right the last movie that i had on my list is a netflix well it's gonna be on netflix it is from one of my favorite directors alejandro gonzalez in and it is called Bardo False Chronicles or False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. The premise is a renowned Mexican journalist and uh, documentarian, I guess, uh, returns to his native country of Mexico, and there, from there, mayhem ensues. I really don't know. Similar to Avatar, I don't know what this movie is really about, but the trailer has like typical, you know, crazy like single shots I'll, I'll check it out because i feel like this is going to be a, a cinematography award contender yeah this movie was on my list too for the same reason for the cinematography the cinematography the art 
the last movie. And I liked Birdman. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You can say that again. <laughs> no, that's okay. I liked I liked Birdman. Uh, the last movie on my list is also a Netflix movie. Very different tone. It is Lady Chatterley's Lover. <laughs> <laughs> starring emma corin <laughs> diana herself <laughs> it's like come on this what why why is this movie on your list why not what is this movie even it's i watched this okay so i watched this, this trailer this book was scandalous yeah they're back like in the oh, day. This from was the like controversial one of the, novel it, <laughs> this is one of like the first banned books <laughs> this book was sexy this movie looks sexy the chemistry between Emma Corrin and whoever the guy is who is playing the lover. <laughs> you don't even know. I don't know what it's his Jack name O'Connell. is. Jack O'Connell. Jack <laughs> O'Connell. Sexy. And you know what? I will check it out. Let me live. Like, what is it? It's, it's just a movie about, like, a rich woman who has an affair with the gamekeeper. Okay, that's What is original so, about that idea? That's so reductive. It's not, about, it's not about an affair. It's about a sexual awakening. She was repressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's feminist. <laughs> It's empowering, or it could be. I don't know. I'll let you know next month. <laughs> You're so confident right now. You're like, this is what I it know, is. Watch, this, watch me come back and be like, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's my last movie. All right. Jermaine. Bring us home on the movie side. I want to dance with somebody. The Whitney Houston biopic. Um, it will probably be terrible because <laughs> it's too soon. I don't know. I just feel like it's weird to do biopics for like somebody who's like a really good singer and then you watch it and you know that the actor isn't singing like Rami Malek in Bohemian mm -hmm. Rhapsody or Jennifer Lopez in Selena but Jennifer Lopez can't sing in general so it's a whole different conversation um, <laughs> but you know it's, it's Whitney it's like celebrating her life and all the things she went through I think you're going to explore her lesbian relationship and Whitney would probably be alive today if they just had let her be a lesbian. And she wouldn't have never buried Bobby Brown. Never did drugs. But yeah, December, you know, there's a lot to watch. And, you know, as we said, like, it's the big enough Oscar season. It's We're off to the races now. Wait, Jermaine, was that your full list? Well, I had Babylon no. on my list. By, <laughs> I, 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 I did. Ugh, no. Damien Chazelle. <laughs> I know. I was like, sir, you can only make the same movies so many times. Why are you making this movie? But when you have Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and like Gene Smart, Tobey Maguire, like the, the cast is pretty stacked. Jermaine, did you did you see the total runtime for this movie? What is the total runtime? The total runtime for this movie is three hours and nine minutes. And I've I, seen, I will not watch a three hour and nine minute. <laughs> I've Damien seen Chazelle Avengers movie. Endgame. I've seen Avengers Endgame three times. I agree about Damien Chazelle. First of all, I, so I used to work on a show that will remain nameless. And one of the producers on the show went on a date with a man who lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. The man worked at Google. I was like, yes, he has money. Go for it, girl. Date him. <laughs> and they went back to his place and he had a piano. And she was like, oh, a piano. Like, okay, he knows about the piano. And he was like teaching himself like music. And I was like, what was he teaching himself? And she said he was teaching himself all the music to La La Land. 
And I said, never see that man ever again. <laughs> and that was the end of that. That was the, and she like, you're saying she listened to your advice. Yeah, she never saw him again. <laughs> you know what, though? If you made me go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with you, then you will go see Babylon with me. But you also want to see Babylon? I would go see it, yeah. That's another trailer I think I've seen too many times now. At this point, no, I don't want to see you fight a snake. It is also literally Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. But make it jazz. It is the same movie. Like, at what point did Brad Pitt say to himself, this seems familiar? Well, lots going on on the film side. Not as much on the TV side. I feel like we can probably get through this part pretty quickly because TV in December, what is it? One of the, I think the only new show I have on my list is Riches on Amazon Prime. Yes. Which I wrote down in my notes describing it as succession, but make it British and black. I'm into it. I was I watched the trailer. Looks like it could be great. Yeah, uh, I had that. That was the top show on my list as well. Um, and I also wrote Black British Succession. But I will say the show seems a little bit soapier than Succession. Um, not that that's a bad thing. I love that for me. Yeah, it's just a different vibe. The show's on Amazon. Um, it stars Sarah Niles. Well, she's not the star, I guess, but it, she's in it. Um, and she's like the therapist from Ted Lasso. I... Uh, you know, I, I was kind of into this trailer as well. It's about uh, this guy who, like, built a cosmetics empire dies, but he has, like, his family, but then a secret family. And it seems like he gives his empire to his secret family, which feels very scandalous. And then it's a battle for control. <laughs> yeah. For succession, if you will. No, I will not. No. <laughs> looks pretty good. I thought it looks good, too. Jermaine, what was your top show? My top show, Peacock, The Best Man, Final Chapters. It's from the best man movie franchise which is just you know for black people it was just like it and it was so fun it was like tay diggs nia long who's going through a messy divorce right now um but it was it was just like feel good it just like there was like a time in like the late 90s um early 2000s where there's like a, like a lot of those like black films that came out and it's good to see that this franchise continues to find a way to come back and i'm excited to see what peacock does with it do you think it will actually be the final chapters or is this a halloween situation no (laughs) well i i think they decided instead of doing one movie let's do a little limited series i think this is it i don't know what's going to happen with halloween i enjoyed the last halloween more than a lot of people i'll just say that but I think this is it for the best man it's, series. This feels like the opposite of what they usually do. Normally there's a series and then they're like, we don't want to make another season. Let's do a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also on my list, I had a Netflix show called Treason. It stars Charlie Cox and Sierra Hines. And it's like an MI6 spy show. There's Russian spies. That's it. <laughs> that did not make my list. That Surprise. did not make your list. No, I'm not surprised by that at all. Did the rec- but wait? Did the recruit make your list? No, but the recruit made my list. The recruit made they my made list too. I wa- it's I wa- the same show, but with Noah Centineo as a CIA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that that was coming. I would have put that on my list oh my just God. for Noah Centineo. That's what I thought. It's on my list now. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. 
You know, I was one show short on my list, so it just it fits right in. The Thank recruit. you. Thank okay, you yeah, for you're that. Welcome. The Recruit was the last show on my list. I figured Noah Centineo would be like, what did it? He is, he is still <laughs> for some such reason. a drop. <laughs> uh, even though he's so weird. <laughs> but I digress. Okay. Um, I don't know. My my TV list is basically like a Netflix just keeps me entertained. New season of Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I will watch it all and I will love it, but I will hate it. But... <laughs> No, the best part about Calling that it sh- now. <laughs> no, but the best part about Emily in Paris is honestly just like the hate watching aspect uh-huh. where I like I have friends that we just love to watch it and then text each other about how bad it is. So the best part is not what Peyton Manning but on you SNL. Know what? Honestly, season two <laughs> did a better job than season one, because at least in season two, they took the note where it's like, let the French people speak French when they're speaking to each other mm-hmm. because it was so off-putting that they were all just like speaking English all the time. So it was much more like in translation, subtitled. I still haven't watched any of Emily in Paris. Same. You're missing out. Am I? Yeah, it's fun. Convince me in 10 words that I should watch Emily in Paris. I cannot. 10 words? <laughs> 10 words. 10 words. You have 10 words to sell Emily in Paris um, to me. Paris, fashion, number. baguette. <laughs> Paris fashion baguette. <laughs> Emily. Emily. Beret. Beret. Like, where are we going with this? <laughs> it, that show came to me at a time when we were locked down and sad and stuck in our apartments. And it really brought me to Paris. And I loved that. Thank you. Um. Another Netflix returning show that I will unfortunately be subjecting myself to and cannot wait is season two of My Unorthodox Life. <laughs> My God. Okay. I'm back for another season of the Jewish Kardashians and the mess that is that show. The okay. rep, questionable, but like more than you get anywhere else. Yeah, I feel like I didn't watch that whole show with you, but weren't you saying that like, her background was different than what she portrayed it as like in terms of like her wealth oh yeah i mean okay so this woman sets us up like she i mean this is true right she was in like a really like hasidic orthodox yeah sure like, yeah community that's true broke away from that lives a more secular life now mm-hmm. and became this like fashion mogul in this like modeling like top top at this like modeling agency what 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 they fail to really explore is the fact that this happened because she got out of her community married a super rich man who then bought her a company (laughs) and that like launched her rise to the top yeah they leave that part it's not like entirely self-made i don't know i have complicated feelings about it but that's not meant for this podcast all that's meant for this podcast is whether or not I will be watching it. And I will be. Um, Jermaine, what do you have? Well, keeping with hate watching, um, Gossip Girl is back in December. It is so bad, but I also have friends where we just watch it and text each other how bad it is. <laughs> and I can't wait to like hate watch the show because it is so bad. And the acting is so bad. The writing is so bad. The stories makes no sense. But... Michelle Trackenberg is coming back. Wait, what? As Georgina Sparks. And the only reason that my main motivation for watching it 
is to see Georgina Sparks back in action. That's incredible. So I'm excited. I could not even get through. I got through the first episode of the reboot. And once it was like, oh, the teachers are going to be Gossip Girl. I was like, what the? I was like, no. It's so that's so that's the that's the the that that was my entire issue with it. Like knowing who Gossip Girl is makes it a problem and makes it hard to like get into it. And I was I kept like my friends and I like, kept texting. I was like, okay, at some point the teachers are gonna lose control of Gossip Girl, and then we'll never know who Gossip Girl is. And that didn't happen. The teachers are still Gossip Girl, and I'm like, ah. Oh, this isn't going to work, but it's, it's, it's strange. Terrible! It's terrible. Did you hate watch the original Gossip Girl, or it was like? Oh, I good. loved the original Gossip Girl. It was, okay. Yeah, there was no yeah. hate watching involved it, it with was, it, the OG. It wasn't good, but there was no hate watching Gossip Girl. It was just like it was like CW in its prime. Gossip Girl, nine hundred two one zero, one trio good soapy drop teen dramas um but it, it was good um all right also on my list uh a new show i had the upcoming hulu docuseries grails which chronicles the the journey of two black golfers uh slash entrepreneurs earl cooper and Olajuwon ajanaku and basically i guess they get a kind of a deal to partner with jordan and try to blow up these like golf sneakers. I don't know. I like sneakers. I won't say I like golf, but you know, I can follow golf. Um, <laughs> and so I will check it out. I don't know. I don't know this story, but I'm into it. Cool. My last show is baking it. Of course, your last show is baking it. <laughs> but it, I don't think Andy's there this year. Is he not? I think it's Maya and Amy. That's okay. I'll take it. You'll take, as you'll, long you'll as, 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 as Booby no... Norma is back. That's all I care about. Oh my God, I forgot about Booby Norma. Yeah, the grandma judges. <laughs> That's like extra funny on like a, like a, just to me specifically, because there actually is a Booby Norma in my life. Uh huh. But. It's not funny to anybody else. Yeah, that's very close to home. Yeah. But it's not the Bobby Norma in the show. No. Two different ladies. Apparently there can be two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That show brought me a lot of joy last holiday season, and I'm happy that it's back and cannot wait for the delightful binge. Okay. Uh, Jermaine, how many, how, where, how, where are we on your list? I have like three left. Okay. And my next one... I'm going to break the rules for a second here with this one. This is not a show that premieres in December. It's a show that premieres at the end of November. It is a three-part docuseries on Peacock, but it wasn't announced in time for our November preview. And it's Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it is her first sit-down telling her side of the story about what happened to her daughter, Kaylee. And I don't know if you remember this story, but she was accused of murdering her daughter and yes. covering it up. Mm -hmm. And when Peacock announced this, the Twitter was enraged. And they were like, hashtag cancel Peacock. And I'm like, yes, Peacock, you've made it. They want to cancel you. <laughs> and I'm intrigued to see what she has to say. I personally do not believe she killed the daughter i think the daughter's death was an accident 
and they freaked out and tried to cover it up because they didn't want to get in trouble. That's my take. That's what I think. And I just want to know what she claims actually happened. I can't say. I, I feel like this is so long ago. It feels a little like, is this still relevant? Because this was People like, want to know. is this like 10 years ago now? How long ago was the original case? I think it's. It's more than ten years, but because she she actually was acquitted. People, true crime. People want to know. All right. Well, I guess we'll know in. Well, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The last show I had on my list was, and I don't even know why. It was uh, National Treasure: Edge of History, and that is also the last show on my list. It's purely nostalgic because I loved the original National Treasure. But the reason I'm like, it doesn't, like, Nicolas Cage is not in it. And, like, Nicolas Cage is, like, half of National Treasure. Like, I don't know. Well, Justin Bartha is making an appearance in it. Well, yeah, and I saw Harvey Keitel is in it, too. Yeah. Apparently, the third movie, the third National Treasure movie, the script has been written, and it's now with Nicolas Cage for approval. As it should be, like, Nicolas Cage should be, like, anything National Treasure should have Nicolas Cage, I will say. So I agree. That's, I like, agree. you know, where I'm a little bit, like, eh, I don't like that we have National Treasure without Nicolas Cage. Who else can steal the Declaration of Independence? Should <laughs> I, I don't know that in, anyone else could, could do it so convincingly. Should I put in a formal complaint to my connection? Yes, please put it, please put in a formal complaint also, the trailer looked a little bit like, I feel like the original National Treasure was like a little bit like it was Disney, but you're like, oh, this is a little bit grittier than like what I would expect it to be. And this one seemed yeah. a little bit more like Disney, like Disneyfied. I don't know. Disneyfied. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. It looked a little. It looked like it was for younger Discovery kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah, it looked a little <laughs> bit Discovery Kids. Yeah, a little bit. So I don't know, but I'll watch it. I'll check it out. As will I. Oh, you will too? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Check it out. All right. Is that all? I think so. That is all. That is all. We're always really lazy about the top streaming platform oh, for the that's month. True. For me, it's probably Netflix. For me, <laughs> for me, it's Netflix. And the only reason why is because um, um, there's a Who Killed Santa, a Murderville mystery party. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say Murderville was another one of the shows that like really surprised me this year and was like probably one of my favorite shows of the year. But the special is Will Arnett and his guests are Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph. <laughs> That'll be good. I did see a funny, it, this made me chuckle in one of the best of lists uh, for the year. I think it mm-hmm. might've been Varieties. I don't know. It was one of those like curated lists. Okay murderville but only only the marshall lynch episode made the list only <laughs> like the marshall lynch. one episode <laughs> i'm pretty I thought sure that was he, hilarious i'm pretty sure he was high the entire time <laughs> he did that episode <laughs> his eyes were like so wide the entire time <laughs> yeah that show's fun but i was that you never you never watched his dark materials but that's coming back for its final season I am excited for that one, too. Yeah, I started watching it with you and then fell off. You did. Everyone's special. James McAvoy. That's enough. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, another month gone by. Another year gone by. Next time we chat, we will be previewing January 2023. I feel like January 2023 is going to be interesting because it's kind of, I feel like a lot of like, 
Well, that's when award season movies will really. Yeah, pick award up. season movies will really pick yeah, up. And I was going to yeah. say there will be new shows, but I feel like more and more like new shows don't really start until like February or March. Yeah, yeah. spring, spring. Yeah, premiere. maybe The, the yeah. Bachelor will be back. Okay, no one cares about that. <laughs> it's not my show. But yeah, January 2023. Wow, it finally feels like we're moving past 2020. That's 2020. <laughs> it's been a long three years. <laughs> it's it's been, it, it finally feels like we're just moving along. No, it really does. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Everybody, enjoy your December. Enjoy the rest of this long, long year. And the next time you hear our voices, it will be a whole new year. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. And before I forget, special note, the Outfit Repeaters proper <laughs> wants to come back. We are workshopping which show to, to cover next. And we are open to suggestions. Yes. For, for better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse. Does this mean you're giving up on How I Met Your Mother season two? How I Met Your Father season two? Oh, no, we'll do that, too. We will do that. But I think the other day, <laughs> Marissa was, of course, on TikTok. And Marissa was scrolling through TikTok. And she landed on a TikTok that was like, what was it? Like, worst lines from like... Like, cringiest dialogue from... Cringiest lines from, uh, yeah, from like teen dramas. Yeah. Or something. And she showed me, I think, like 10 straight lines <laughs> from the secret the, life of the American yeah, the teenager. The ABC family show, oh my God. The Secret Life of the American Teenager. And I said, I'm a whore. I've never. No, I, you're <laughs> my whore. Yeah. Or the one, no, the one that it's the gateway for this was the, I had sex and now dad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh. said, I've never seen Secret Life of the American <laughs> Teenager. Sam. And then Marissa said, that's definitely a contender if we ever <laughs> pivot on the podcast. So. Well, I think the premise will continue to be shows that I have seen, but Sam has not. So <laughs> that fits the bill. Boy Meets World was also pitched today. Nothing that I saw on TikTok made me particularly like <laughs> oh, eager to watch oh, Secret bad. Life of the American Teenager. I don't want to spoil it for you, but like at one point, Mar after Molly Ringwall, I think they, I don't know much of a dad, but she becomes a lesbian in the show. The mom just fully becomes a lesbian out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, that show is wild. So you think it's a it's a solid contender? It's a contender, Sammy. She's never seen it. That show. I remember watching that. <laughs> that was like weekly viewing for me. That was appointment television. It was for weekly me. viewing. Yeah, with um, it used to be paired with maybe it was the other day. Do you see how another one called Switch That Bird? That was good too, Sam, but less cringy. Mm. Okay. So, anyways, that was this is the longest goodbye ever. But poll to come. We are workshopping ideas. Twenty twenty three. We will bring you more podcasts. All right. In the meantime, um, if you want to listen to any of our earlier previews from this year, or you want to listen to any of our coverage of Lizzie McGuire, you can do that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. See you next month. See you next year. 
below. <laughs> Sitting on my couch and I don't know what to watch. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview. Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview.